Welcome back to the Evolving Wellness Podcast. My name is Sarah, and today's guest is someone who has been in the community for a while, been a listener of the show, and I really wanted to share her story with you guys. I think it's important as a practitioner or as somebody who's kind of out there talking about a lot of strategies to take episodes, to take time to actually talk to community members to hear their experience because there are a lot of influencers, doctors, people who are really popular in this space who I think they use themselves anecdotally too often and they don't stop to actually listen to the end user of how are these dietary strategies actually working for you? How's that working out? So today's guest and I really dive into this, some of the issues that she has come across following a more carnivore keto diet long-term and just some amazing changes that she's seen since shifting things for herself. So all of her links are gonna be down in the show notes if you wanna follow her. She's also a coach, so if you wanna work with her, and she's got a lot of experience talking with people out in the community. So I think her opinion is really valuable and her experience is very valuable as well. And I hope you enjoy today's episode and talking with her. I wanted to thank two sponsors really quickly. Viva Rays is my go-to source for circadian glasses. You can use my code YOGI to save 15% on those. And we talk about circadian rhythms extensively in this episode. So if you're looking for a really good quality source of blue blocking glasses, Viva Rays is a fantastic source. Code YOGI will give you 15% off of those glasses. The second sponsor of today's show is going to be Optimal Carnivore. You can use my code carnivore uppercase Y to save on their organ meat complex or their brain nourish product. Love both of those for filling in nutritional gaps in my diet. And I love their brain nourish product for giving me a nice brain boost. Uh, Lion's mane and beef brain have actually been shown to increase BDNF, which is brain derived neurotropic factor and can really, really, really give you a mental boost and help with brain fog if that's something that you are dealing with and you want to manage more naturally. So thank you again to those two sponsors and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, to the show. Really excited for today's guest. Now, we have kind of been talking like friends probably for the last year or so, I would say, maybe even longer than that. But I'm trying, you know, we were just talking before I turned the camera on, trying to have more of these conversations with people who are on the receiving end of a lot of the hype that's out there about keto, about carnivore, about fasting, and kind of what the fallout is, what it's doing to people. So thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I just, I feel like it's really important, your authenticity and your, what you share on your platform out of a lot of people that I have followed since, you know, I started this journey. I've always noticed that you've been honest with people and just in your journey and as you evolve with things. And I just really appreciate that about you. And I think you're doing really important work. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. And I've definitely screwed up a lot over the last few years of putting information out and doing videos and every now and then I'll be like, oh, that one has to come down, you know, (laughs) because I'll get really excited about something and then talk about it before I really give it the litmus test, you know, and put it out with clients. So it's, it's definitely been an adventure. And I try to always, if I learn something new to come out and say, Hey, I was wrong about this and let's, 
shift, you know? So thank you for that. Cause I really do try hard, but every, even this morning, somebody in my group was like, what about this video? And I was like, Oh, I need to take that one down. <laughs> don't listen to that. No, don't do that. You know? So it, yeah, it's a learning process. It really is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Over no, well, the past year and a half, that's been exactly, well, 16 years of healing for me Yes, when I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And then after that, since I went keto, now it's been, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say. Let's talk about you. You had this long journey with ulcerative colitis and, you know, that's a lot of people that kind of come to the keto carnivore space. They do have some sort of a chronic health condition that is severely impacting their life. And there's a lot of kind of like hype about these different diets. And so I want to talk about your experience with all of that. So jump, yeah. let's jump in wherever you feel is relevant. Well, I'll just kind of give a recap. In 2006, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and that just completely rocked my world. It was really, really bad. And then 2007, I got sober. And when I got sober, I had some more clarity around my health. So I started venturing into working on myself more. And I found that I had also sugar addiction, binge eating disorder, all of these things. So I went into recovery for these things. And as I started slowly taking out these quote unquote alcoholic foods or binge foods for me, which were once I stopped, started, I couldn't stop. I started to notice some relief in the ulcerative colitis, but not all the way. And so just kind of fast forwarding, I was doing this low carb sort of paleo on and off. And at that point I was a pretty like normal, I was pretty small actually, and I'm not a large person. So, but I was getting to become like the smallest I had ever been just through this type of paleo, keto, not keto, low carb. And then in 2017, so I had my kids, I was able to, you know, stay recovered, maintain sort of, again, the weight that I needed to lost it naturally through nursing and all of these things, but the ulcerative colitis was still happening. So I was on and off medication. I should say I was on like a lot of medication in the mm. beginning. And I slowly, once I got off the alcohol and the sugar came out, that started to get better. And I would have little small bouts of remission, but then it would come back. So in 2017, I read Dr. Pulmutter's book. I was introduced to the ketogenic diet. I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this. This is probably going to bring out the inflammation. So I started that. And then I learned about intermittent fasting. And my son, I had nursed him for about 17 months and he naturally weaned off. So as soon as he was done, I was like, I'm going to start fasting. And it was on. I mean, there were days where I was 18, 24, OMADS, 36 hours, like within week, within a week, I was doing this. And I did. It worked for a while, drinking the black coffee, doing all the things. And then I never like tested ketones or anything like that, but I was definitely like getting even more fit. And I sort of like played with that since 2017. And then I found carnivore in 2021. And I was like, maybe this, and still having little bouts of ulcerative colitis. So I would go on and off the medication, I think, because I was overstressing my body. And I was still eating certain vegetables that do cause problems for me, like kale and spinach mm. and things like that. Um, and raw. I mean, I was grinding this stuff up raw and oh, wow. chugging it and trying to go keto vegetarian before Ooh. I, so yeah, it was, there was some issues going on with my digestion. I saw a GI who was like, um, I, I think you should 
probably not be having spinach and kale like that. Mm. And I don't know why she said this to me. I'm not exactly sure why, but in my practice, I've noticed that meat is something that most of her patients can tolerate. And it's the vegetables that seem to be a problem. So don't go vegetarian. And of course I was devastated because I wanted to be this like yogi who like did all of these things and vegetarian and earthly and conscious and whatnot. So I had to like get through that. And then I found slowly, I found Kelly Hogan in 2020 and I found these carnivore folks. And then I started researching carnivore and ulcerative colitis. And a few things came up where it said like these people experienced like amazing results with their digestion. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go for this. I kind of experimented. Well, I didn't experiment. I jumped hardcore in there. I actually worked in the beginning with Austin Cavelli quality carnivore who helped me a lot understanding how I'm not someone who just jumps into something without a professional. Like I typically have a coach or I'm testing. I'm not, you know, test don't guess I'm big on that. So we did all the blood work. We did all the things I go into carnivore. I started noticing a lot of, um, like bloating going away, just all of these things stopped. And I was like, this is it. You know, you say yeah. this all the time. Like yeah. if you're doing something and it's working, do it harder, do it faster. Yeah. I, and I was doing fasting, even though she was like, I'm not really sure you should be doing the fasting. I still couldn't let that go. Cause I was doing black coffee, fasting, eating my meat, you know, doing it feels so good. Cause you get so addicted to the stress hormones and people don't realize that. Cause they're like the fasting is, it feels so amazing. And I'm like, that is stress hormones. Like you're addicted to it. And I, I can say it because I've done it. And then I talk with people like you and it's, and it probably also helps the ulcerative colitis as well. That's what is so elusive about fasting and it's working, it's working, it's working. And then all of a sudden, yep. (laughs) And I was majorly addicted. Like I was like, this is it. Like I have found it. I was like, I would Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning. I would have that black coffee on a fasted state. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I was on fire. I could do I could, the whole house would get clean. All the things would happen. I, you know, like everything would happen, all yep. the things like within a short period of time. And then I was go, 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 go. Like I never gave myself rest. And then I started cold plunging daily. Oh no. Oh, 11 no. minutes a day. Oh no. It felt, I got addicted. It felt so that. good. It yeah. Felt- oh, I did too. Oh yeah. And when so I first started I- cold plunging, it was like, I want, I did, I got up to twice a day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then okay. I was like, where did the period go? we have a lot in common because I know you and I both have that like addiction thing in the background also that we're both in recovery so we just have that natural tendency to be like a moth to the flame like oh this feels great I gotta just do more of it you know yeah it's not alcohol or drugs or sugar so it must be good for us so yeah so continue (laughs) I like the first like that first week like on day three or something, I would get out and I would notice like my left eye would start twitching. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden the twitch didn't go away. So I realized, so then I reached out to Austin and I was like, she was like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You got to stop doing that. Like you were stressing out your body so much that your minerals are literally being squeezed out of you. Yeah. And yep. so I, you know, I actually used your code and I did the upgraded formulas. I did the whole thing. HTMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you chronically stressed out? Like, are you under trauma? Are you having like, wow. and, and I was like, no, actually I feel, I feel really good. I just got this twitch in my eye from, and she was like, you know, and then we looked at this. She was like, you got to stop. They gave me all of this stuff, which took about four months for my eye to stop twitching. It was a wow. daily twitch. 
four months. That's how bad I wrecked myself. And then the weight started to come on. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, like, so I didn't actually notice it right away, but like, and I don't, I'm someone who doesn't weigh myself, but I'm deaf and my clothes just fit tighter. It's not like things are coming. Like I can't fit into my clothes. They're just a little, they're tighter. And I'm more of the type of person that my, my weight distributes throughout my body pretty evenly. Mm -hmm. So and, and it, I mean, it I be clearly, sneaky. yeah, it's very sneaky and a lot of people don't notice it, but it's definitely there. I mean, I was, I was like tight and mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to go higher fat. Like we're going to go even higher fat. And so I went and had some tests done and, you know, all those mineral things were looking fine. So I go higher, I go deeper into ketosis, mm-hmm. still drinking coffee. And my anxiety is out the roof. The deeper into ketosis mm. I was going, the more I was having anxiety. Oh, I think it's because of the caffeine. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I started, I was, and I, like carnivore fixed that, right? Like carnivore fixed my thing. I was like, this is amazing. I feel right. so good. And my brain, I feel calm. I feel connected. Like, what is this? this is crazy. And then I, every five minutes, I felt like for, it was a full week where every five minutes, I felt like I was on the verge of a panic attack. And I was like, something's wrong with, something's wrong with me. So I intuitively was like, it has to be the coffee. Mm. And so I was like, let me just put that down. And I was so desperate that I like, actually, I think that was the only thing that was actually going to make me put the coffee down was desperation. That's how I am. Like it's got to get painful for me. Yeah. And so I put it down and I noticed that that went away and then I had my leptin tested Mm. and it came back low at like 2.8, something like that. And I think that's when I messaged you. I was like, um, yeah, this is what's going on me. And I was like, please keep doing what you're doing because we are the folks here that need it. And, you know, and then from there on, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm currently in your leptin reset. I'm learning a lot about like, I mean, things that I know, like being outside, but like also just reflecting on, on the days where there are days in the winter, when we go to my in-laws and they're like five acres of land and I, they have a fire pit. I will literally sit outside with my, like, you know, I have one of these with my minerals out there, have my breakfast, do the whole, take the kids. I'm like, you guys do whatever you want out here. Nice. Just go take off your shoes, please. We take off our shoes. We've got this fire going and I'll, I sat out there for, I'll sit out there for as long as I possibly can until the sunset. And then I'll do blue block. Like I'll eat, I'll do come back out, nice. blue blockers go back in. And I noticed like my hunger signals are very different when I was doing that. And I'm not as hungry also, yeah. but I also feel like my digestion is the best that it's ever, ever can get when I'm like doing that. I mean, I'm like out there literally for three hours, touching dirt, rubbing dirt, reading books. Like I'll take little videos for my phone, but then my phone is like over there on the boat. Yeah. Like leave me alone. And I'm out there doing my thing. And I have noticed the more that I incorporate nature is where I am thriving the most. I am still nervous about coming off fully. Like I do, I'm still keto, but I have added things back and my digestion has 
is better than it's ever been. I'm not doing like sticks of butter. And I have had like my mother-in-law has an organic garden. So this year for Thanksgiving, I made like a cauliflower thing. Yeah. And so I was able to get my hands on some local broccoli and I've had that. Um, So I'm just trying to, you know, live that's more of a circadian lifestyle around, but I am still like, I'm going to be completely honest, this mindset that I've been in since 2017 of the fasting and the ketones and the ketosis, Mm -hmm. it is really hard to let go of. Yeah, it is. It's very hard, you know, and I think the education piece is so important. That's why I try to keep bringing in all these different experts that are more from the quantum and circadian lifestyle, because that's what helped me to kind of detach a little bit from that and exit out of that. I do think that ketosis and carnivore can still be really helpful and therapeutic Mm -hmm. for people, but you have to use them as a therapeutic tool and not like make it your entire life. That circadian piece. And I love what you're saying about how you feel better and your digestion's better. Our gut clock is synced with sunlight. It's synced with touching the earth and the cells in our body, our gut cells, they're going to turn over when our circadian rhythms are intact. When we're, we're having as much time outdoors and we actually, our body knows what time it is, you know, it can signal to the gut. So when you're sleeping, it can signal to the gut to turn over those cells that were causing you a lot of pain and causing you a lot of trouble. So, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, you know, Sarah just is like, go outside or whatever, but there's a lot of science behind this lifestyle behind the circadian lifestyle. Your body gets all of this energy from the red infrared light from the sun, from UV light, your body gets energy from being around that fire and all that, you know, infrared from the fire that can actually increase mitochondrial function. And a lot of the issues that people deal with when, whether it's ulcerative colitis or some other autoimmune disorder, those are based around a mitochondrial issue. And, you know, when you have mitochondrial dysfunction, these different disorders are going to show up depending on your genetics, right? So there Mm -hmm. is a genetic component, but, you know, I might have hair fallout. You might have bad ulcerative colitis, you know, it's just going to manifest differently in people, but it makes me so happy to hear that you're, you know, implementing these things. And I think that's the key is just to start learning more and educating yourself more around these types of things, because we can get so, and and you and I both like we're on Instagram and on social media, listening to different podcasts and watching different influencers. We can get in this place where we just think that like, that's the only way that we're going to get better. And that's the only way that we're going to heal. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before I turned on the camera to record that there's just, and that's why I want to bring you here is there's a lot of women out there. And I've, unfortunately I've talked to men also, so it's not just women, but there are a lot of women out there who compare themselves to these influencers and think that there's something wrong with them when it doesn't work out the way that it does for this specific influencer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my biggest thing lately is pushing like testing and getting to know yourself. And because I mean, ultimately that's what I would see some of this stuff and I would see it working for me. And then like my test results were good. That was the thing. And then at some point, like you said, like, I think there's a place a time and a place. Like if you're going to do carnivore, like I still have my breakfast is fully carnivore. I have egg, salmon, and you know, I go outside and I sit 
I have my, I still have like, I have like, um, what is that? Elementy, the chocolate salt. I think I remember last year you used to do that. Oh, I do that. And I still, you know, I don't talk about it so much just because the mineral thing is so individual and some people do the LMNTs and they, it tanks out their potassium. Mm. And so it's so intricate and different for any, for everyone, but because I'm breastfeeding, my mineral needs are higher. So I do do that warm water with the chocolate salt element mm-hmm. tea sometimes in the mornings. Mm-hmm. It's great. Cause I'm losing, I'm losing so much with breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that can be a, a good bridge for people if they want to come off the coffee and they still want yeah. something nice and savory and like enjoyable in the mornings, or you could do warm water with lemon, apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar, but yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Combination. That's what I've been. So I've been having that to like, because I replaced, I mean, I replaced it immediately with the coffee. Cause yeah. I was like, wait a second. I think there was a one that it was literally a, like a year and a half ago. I think you were like, I'm quitting coffee. And I yeah. have like in your stories and you had, I was like, that looks like black coffee. I think I could do that. At least it looks, you know, it helped and, get me over the hump because yep. I just was for years, just enjoyed that ritual of the warm morning beverage. Yep. And so, yeah, that was what I ended up switching to. And in the summer this year, I just would do mineral water. I didn't even yeah. do coffee. I just, yeah, I think I'm warm. I'm getting slowly. I'm like getting off of that one. Now that it's winter, I do like, I mean, I go the warm beverage. Thing. Is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like being barefoot outside, outside. yeah, it's cold. I have my jacket and I mean, it's my favorite thing. I yeah. get up and now my kids are like, mom, hurry. It's a beautiful sunset. I'm Aww. like, sun, sunrise, sunrise, sunrise. <laughs> Like, well, mommy, it's a beautiful sunset. You're going to miss it. Everything Aww, is a sunset for them. That's but, sweet. Um, yeah. I think they realize this is my religion, that the sun has yeah. become, because my daughter will be like, mom, I'm reading this book and I have to read you this part. And I'm like, okay, you're going to love it. And it's like, he sat up on the mountain and watched the sunset. Aw, <laughs> that's so sweet. I love it. I love it. <laughs> One sentence of this. So anyway, Aww. it's sweet. But I mean, passing that, you know, down to them, knowing that it literally is, I tell them it's the code, it's the life. Everything Mm -hmm. depends on this thing that is in the sky, including you, you are made up of it and everything that happens, you're connected to that. So if you go outside and you stand on the ground, when we go to like Nepal or somewhere, and this is what I do when I travel, I'll go outside, put my feet on the ground and I'll look up. And I will try to make sure that I get sunset that night mm-hmm. because oh, then yeah. my body orients and like yes. literally the next day I am going to the bathroom at the same time yep. that I would go to at home. Yeah. That's it's so incredible. important is syncing yourself to the location of where you are. And it's, you know, in the winter time, we don't go outside and the sun is in a completely different place in the winter than it is in the summer. I never knew that until I started mm-hmm. really being connected mm-hmm in the circadian way. I was like, okay, sunrise was happening over here in the Mm -hmm. summer. Now it's winter. It's kind of over here. Same thing with sunset. It's kind of in a different spot. And the sun is at a different angle of the sky in the winter than it is in summer. And when we're not giving our bodies that information, our body doesn't know what time of year it is. And like I said, your gut cells, they turn over in accordance with these circadian rhythms and this timing and all the cells in your body have a time clock on them. And if we're not exposing our eyes and our bodies to these natural rhythms, our bodies are not going to function as efficiently. And so 
I used to just be food, 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 diet, diet, diet. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it's still important that you eat a nutrient dense, local seasonal diet. Very important because that contains also the late code of where you live and what time of year it is. But I teach now people, I'm like, let's do the circadian health first. That's going to help you to make an easier transition to a diet change because a Mm -hmm. diet change can be really, really difficult for some people. And if they have that circadian piece in, not only does it support their neurotransmitters and their whole rest of their body, but it just makes that transition over to changing the diet that much easier, you know? Yeah, I can see that. That wasn't my experience because I did it all backwards. Me too. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But like now too, with like, I see people and I'm like, okay, so first thing we need to do is just, can you crack a window and look outside and then eat breakfast right away? And then they're like, what? Right. They're like, like, that's too simple. Why would I do that? And they're like, well, well, I can't, what do you mean? You know, eat breakfast. I thought we were intermittent fasting till lunch. And then they'll do that. And lo and behold, people who get really good sleep, I think that's really key. Mm -hmm, And from mm -hmm. what I'm seeing, they will drop like those extra few pounds Mm -hmm. just from adding something as small as breakfast. And then Um, one of my, this is just like a family friend. She follows me on Instagram. She's like, I've been implementing everything that you do. I go outside now for 15 minutes at lunch and 15 minutes because she works and she can't Mm -hmm. 15, just a 15 minute while she's dropped 20 pounds. She's like, I'm going a little bit more like she go, she went low carb. She's not like keto or anything. She just dropped the three times a day rice that she was eating. And she dropped 20 pounds. And now she's like, I added breakfast and I took away coffee and I'm feeling great. (laughs) She just messaged me again. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And then, you know, when people do my 21 day course, I get messages a lot. The first Mm -hmm. message I get is like, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping so much better. Or I used to just wake up every day at 4am and couldn't go back to sleep. And I slept until 7am this morning or six, you know, like that's the first thing that changes. Everybody wants the quick weight loss. Everybody wants the pounds to fall off. I'm like, Mm -hmm. look, your sleep is going to shift. That's huge. Then you're going to have more energy and then the weight will come off. It's going to usually happen in that order. And you may initially just drop a few pounds of inflammation right away because you're shifting that cortisol pattern. And that's really at the root of a lot of problems. Like, you know, there's cortisol. Yeah. The cortisol is such a huge issue. And what people don't realize when they're doing all this hardcore fasting and chronic restriction and black coffee is that you are jacking up your cortisol patterns and the younger that you are, I think the longer that you can get away with it. Yeah. But my audience, I have a lot of women over 40, you Mm -hmm. know, and men too, but I get women a lot of the time in their fifties, sixties, and even seventies that are reaching out to me and they've, they've kind of joined all these more, you know, these groups where group think, and it's like, if you're having no results, then it's your fault, not Mm -hmm. the method. Right. And then I kind of pull them slowly over here. I'm like, let's do these little changes. And they're just shocked at how (laughs) much better their sleep is. And they didn't have to spend $2,000 on, hormone testing. And I'm like, don't do that. Like you can, if you want to down the road, but let's do this for 90 days first, Mm -hmm. before you go out of pocket, $3,000 for testing, because we might just get rid of a lot of stuff just by doing this, you know, this kind of more simple routine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. 
And then also eating like, so I went from like the whole fasting thing to mm-hmm. then slowly I was like, oh, mad, too yep. mad. And then it was like, okay, my stress levels are getting really high. I have eye twitches. I have some funky stuff going on. I'm going to add breakfast back. And I did it for like a, a week and it was so hard. I stopped. Yes, it is hard. And like so hard. And then I slowly added it back again. And then right before the time change, I was having breakfast. I was having like a small like snack, kind of a fattier snack. Then I was having lunch and then I was having a snack again. And then I was having dinner because I could almost feel when my cortisol was coming up through my like hunger signals, Mm -hmm. but it was like, and then I would just check to see what was happening to my glucose and my glucose would be going up because of the stress. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just now I came back from Pilates and I'm still sort of playing around with what does my stress look like and when Mm -hmm. does it rise? And my glucose, was at a hundred after Pilates because it was intense. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like, that's, and now that the sun has gone, you know, goes down at like four 30, I find that I only need to have those three meals, but I never, ever miss breakfast. Actually, I don't miss my meals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe one day I will decide I won't have dinner if I don't need to one day, but right now I'm not skipping that either. No matter what, even if it's like within that three, even if it's within that like four to five hours, I will rather eat my dinner even mm-hmm. if it's like at three hours, because my lunch yeah. is maybe at the five hour mark. Yeah. Like today, my lunch is going to be more at the five hour mark. And then my dinner is probably going to be more at the three and a half hour mark, just because I don't want to skip it because I don't yeah. want to get that stress at night. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. As a reminder, my guest, all of her info will be down in the show notes if you want to follow her or if you're interested in any coaching with her at all. And I also wanted to mention my quantum nutrition program is going to be on a 25% off sale for only one more week. So if you're interested in a program that helps you understand how to eat 365 days a year, how your hormones change on a yearly basis by season, how your microbiome shifts by season as well, and then how your hormones act on a 24-hour basis and how we can actually eat with those hormones to balance those cortisol and melatonin patterns, check out Quantum Nutrition. That program, again, is only going to be 25% off for one more week. So there is a link down in the show notes if you're interested in the program. And I want to thank one more sponsor of today's episode that's going to be Upgraded Formulas. You can use my code YOGI12 or YOGI if you've already used YOGI12 before to save on their hair tissue mineral analysis. I believe we actually discussed that in this episode. And it's a really wonderful way to understand your mineral balance or imbalances and get an accurate picture of what's been going on in your body over the last 60 to 90 days, whereas a blood test can only tell you what's happening right now, snapshot in time. So check them out. There's going to be a link in the show notes and you can use my code YOGI12 or YOGI if you've already used that one before. Let's go ahead and jump back into today's episode. Yeah. And I think that's so important to like, listen to those signals of your body, like that. Yeah. It's causing you too much stress to miss meals. And like I said, fasting, I think there's some great benefits to fasting Mm -hmm. for people. Definitely. However, 
are, when you're stressed out, when you already have dysregulated cortisol, it's not necessarily a good idea. And you're not going to receive the therapeutic benefits of fasting if your cortisol is high because cortisol opposes melatonin and those therapeutic benefits of fasting happen in our sleep when we have autophagy and apoptosis through melatonin production. Melatonin production is what allows those processes to actually happen. So if you have high cortisol, because cortisol opposes melatonin, you're not getting autophagy and apoptosis. And all you're doing with the fasting is literally stressing your body out. And a lot of people are like, oh, but the cavemen, they fasted our ancestors, they fasted. But I think back to what you just said about sitting outside all day in front of the fire, being outdoors and being less hungry and feeling so good. That's what they did. They were not sitting on cell phones and computers and driving in cars. They did not live the way that we do. And so the caveman argument when it comes to fasting is bullshit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like it needs to be said, maybe I need to do a post on that, but honestly, it's just not a fair comparison. You know, we don't, we live in a modern world and I feel like, I feel like we need modern ways. You know, we need to be able to fit our modern lifestyle into this. And I think that means eating for me, it means eating more regularly because Mm -hmm. I don't get to do that every, you know, I don't get to, we do, um, a seven day beach trip where we literally camp on the beach Oh, nice. fires. Like it's amazing. The most, inc- and there actually is no cell phone reception there. So even if you want to nice. do, you have to go on this one Hill to get it, but like people can't do that every day. You yeah. know, we can't, but we can make adjustments and I think food, we can use that food because it can charge our bodies as mm-hmm. well with the negative. Yeah ions, depending on what it is, your, well, the foods that you're eating, you're eating nutrient dense meat. Mm -hmm. Like you're eating a lot of foods that are really healthy for you. I would feel differently about eating, you know, if you were eating like, you know, pop tarts and junky food, a lot of the food I know that you're eating contains the light code Mm -hmm. for where you are. And for this time that's appropriate in the year. So I think that what you're doing is, is fantastic. And, you know, I just want to continue this conversation because I think it's so important that we just educate people Mm -hmm. and empower them with the information that there is nothing wrong with them. If they cannot do, you know, an OMAD or do all this extreme fasting and they're not seeing weight loss and they're not seeing results, you know, and even doing strict carnivore, I think that for long periods of time, I'm now getting a wave of people coming to me that have Mm -hmm. gained 20, 30, 40 pounds. And it's that whole like cortisol element, that stress element. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) whoa, you know, it's it's crazy. Well, I also, I tested in the beginning and then I stopped testing, you know, I just was eating the meat, doing the things. And then one day I was like, oh, I'm looks like I'm gaining a little weight. So I started testing again and I tested after a, just like a huge, like ribeye, like just Mm -hmm. the whole demolished the whole thing, which I had done several times before. And my blood sugar was like at 140. Yep. Yep. Which is like, and that, and and that's like, you just ate a piece of cake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It looked like that. And it freaked me out. I mean, I know gluconeogenesis is a little bit different than eating cake, but like, my blood sugar was still high. And then I noticed the next time I went to get my A1C 
was like at four something. And then it was like at 5.1. Yep. So it went up. Yeah. It went up. And so clearly that was because I, I think that I was just pounding way too much protein for my height. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a big problem. And that's why in my leptin reset, I'm like, I want women to not necessarily go up to like, you know, 50, 60 grams of protein per meal, because that a lot of times can also cause issues with insulin. Yep. You know, that's what happens to me. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And it's like, if someone is not like a major intense athlete with like a ton of muscle on their body or male, it's harder for female to break down that amount of protein and be able to maintain a stable blood sugar. And that's how I felt. I would have these like major blood sugar swings when I was doing really high protein Mm -hmm. and you know, I I had to take it down. But on the flip side of that, when I was doing really, really high fat and some women are like this, some women are not, but I was gaining weight and I had really high ketones and low blood glucose. So there's like this myth that if you manipulate the numbers and you have really high ketones and low blood sugar, that you're going to be in fat burning mode and lose weight. No, that is literally when I gained 20 pounds. Yeah. Was when I was doing that because I wasn't satisfied and, and I had high ketones and low blood sugar, but I still gained 20 pounds. And so, you know, there's all these things that people say as absolutes in this kind of space. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, you know, you, you and I both, I think get the fallout of, yeah, that was me. I mean, that's, I like even my, one of my best friends, she decided to try carnivore at one point last year. And then she gained like 15, 20 pounds from Mm -hmm. doing high fat, 80, 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just, it's like super, super high fat is, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you have to burn through the fat too, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get to the Mm -hmm. fat that's on your body. So there's definitely a balance there. And I think that for me also, yeah. Exposing that, like exposing mm-hmm. that, like that might not work for you. Yeah. And just because she's losing five, 10, 15, 20 pounds, we see it all over the Instagram world with the top influencers. They're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I mean, also extreme dieting and eating disorders. And we have no idea what's going what's on. What's going on. That's the thing. Like the scenes, I never name names or anything like that. I'm just not going to do that as part of my platform, but I will just throw out a word of caution that you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, somebody could show you their food or they could even, I see this, they'll film themselves eating or taking a big bite out of whatever food, but you look at them and they're like, clearly not eating that much food. They are looking malnourished and thinner and thinner and thinner to the point where it's like, that's probably not even healthy, you know? And so just because they put a video in their stories or take a video of themselves taking a bite of whatever food, you don't actually know what is happening behind that camera. And so my biggest thing is like, don't just take their word for it. And especially if you're trying it and you're not getting those results, you know, and you're having results that are actually hurting your body, Mm -hmm. please take a step back and please Mm -hmm. unplug, unfollow, you know, do because you, you literally don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the more, the more, 
like extreme someone is, it seems like the more popular they get, that's rewarded. It's frustrating. Yeah. I, that's what I've noticed too. Also, I was having an interview with someone yesterday. Like it's like the vegan community, the carnivore community. And I feel like somewhere keto falls in between somewhere in there. Keto people are Um, a little more reasonable, I think. Yeah. I'm going to get some hate for saying that, but my keto friends are a little bit more reasonable than some of the carnivore. (laughs) Yeah. But then, I mean, I have vegan friends still, like one of my best friends is vegan. And then I have, you know, the carnivore community. I don't really know much carnivores around here, but mostly people that I know are keto or low carb or just normal, regular eat whatever they want people. But it's interesting to watch. Like it's the same. They're like doing the same thing to each other, the extreme ones. I'm like, this is silly guys. This is really silly. But then you see their numbers go up and up and up and you're like, okay, I see why you're doing this because it feels good. It feels good to be rewarded. And then all of a sudden kind of be a celebrity in the community. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you see, like, I mean, with this, um, what's his name? The liver King who came out was like, right. Right. And that was like a big, like, here's my thing with a lot of these influencers that are looking very eating disordered and very thin. If they were to come out tomorrow and say, I've been lying about what I've been eating or whatever, I'd be like, duh, just like I was with liver King when he comes out and people are like, so shocked that he was on, you know, all these drugs. I'm like, let's file that under obvious, you know, just like a lot of these influencers. I'm like, again, let's file that under obvious. However, people get so blurry vision because someone has a certain amount of followers and they think Mm -hmm. because they have this follower and this crowd, you know, whatever that they're, that there's no way they would be on drugs or not eating the things that they say that they're eating and not be struggling with a severe eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's, yeah, it's just people we need to keep on having, I think these kinds of conversations, (laughs) like I want to title this, like something that's I, I want to be honest, but I almost want to like clickbaity title it. So more yeah. people will listen to it. Absolutely. Um, so if you guys are listening to this, please share it with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's important. I do. Yeah. I, I see people where it's clearly obvious that they're not eating what they're showing as their three, sometimes four huge plates of food. Right. I'm like, I don't even eat that much. No, no. Because when I was eating that much, I was gaining 20 pounds you know, people that are saying they're eating a stick of butter a day. I'm sorry, but I literally gained 20 pounds and I'm not a small person. I'm five foot seven, Mm -hmm. you know, almost five foot eight. Like I'm a pretty tall person and my weight distributes really evenly. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed in that regard, but I cannot eat sticks of butter and, you know, (laughs) and not work out. And it just, it doesn't work for me. And so, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just the best me. I've ever done. The best I've ever done is when I was real. And I should say this is outside of the ulcerative colitis. Cause I did end up at carnivore. Cause I just was frustrated with which veggies were causing me issues. Yeah. And I, that's and why now, I think it's so helpful and I don't yeah. want to throw it out. And I don't want to tell people carnivore is bullshit. Don't ever do it. It's stupid. No, there's mm-hmm. a lot of therapeutic and helpful things that people can experience when they do carnivore. It's just that you know, the pendulum swings, yep. it's going to swing back the other way. At exactly. Some point, you exactly. know? Yeah. And I think too, I didn't read all of Paul Saladino's book, 
but I do know that in there when he was like hardcore, like carnivore, when he Mm -hmm. came out with that, he did say somewhere in there that it was meant to be like a three month. I don't know what he's doing now, but like three months. He's eating all the tropical fruits and telling people (laughs) in Canada to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the answer either. So (laughs) it's just, yeah, I it's, but really, truly like listening to yourself. And I think that for me and my experience, like I talk about, I have this intuition. I have this intuitive knowing that like, maybe it was this and following that. And like, if you can't go and get all these tests done and everything, like you were saying, making small shifts on educating. Yeah. There's, you can buy, you can get like some books instead, or like Mm -hmm. go on YouTube and, or, you know, look up studies and about and educate yourself and then experiment. Like, I think it's key that I had to experiment to figure out like, okay, I'm going into my forties. My leptin did something funky. My T3 is something. And I honestly think if I go check, that was August. If I go check now, which I'm planning on doing again here soon, I think I'm going to see some difference Mm -hmm. just because I started eating regular meals again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just really, truly listening to myself and finding those people that you resonate with, not people that you are trying to be, um, be like, be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she's skinny. That's what I want. That's what I want. Are, yeah. And it's like, does that resonate with you? Does that bring peace? And also like with food, like for me, there's foods that feel peaceful and there's mm-hmm. foods that don't feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when I eat local and I eat, you know, and I go to the local butcher and I do like that feels connected and mm-hmm. like I'm helping the environment. I'm, you know, and I don't do nail polish and whatever, Same. you know, yeah. I gave up mascara for these like organic, whatever bandy things with a organic little stick on thing because I'm like, I'll stick these on, you know? <laughs> and so because I do like mascara, yeah, but I also don't, and I just feel like I can transition into where I can throw these on and pull them off. And it's so much easier than putting those chemical swipey things. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. have so many great, like clean brands. There's um, a lot of great clean, clean brands. I don't wear hardly anything anymore. It's pathetic. And I use beef tallow on my skin. That's me. It's in like, my hair, I use a towel bar from a yep. local lady here and I yep. wash my hair with that. But I just think if you are someone who's spending all your money on all of that stuff, what if you didn't for two months mm-hmm. and you spent it mm-hmm. on some high quality food mm-hmm. and really connecting to the earth and make it about connectedness mm-hmm. rather than weight? Yeah. That's the thing that's so hard. You know, I'll get people that are like, okay, I'm trying to do all the things that you're saying to do. And the weight hasn't come off yet. And I'm like, look, I, when I went on this journey of trying to lose weight and all this stuff, and then it turned into fertility and I, I stopped caring about the weight loss because all I wanted was to have a baby. And it was just like, if I can just get my body ready to have a baby, I don't really care how much I weigh. And I had kind of let that go. And so I was really strict about sunrise, breakfast, like all these things. I didn't lose any weight for the first month and I was fine with it because my, I was sleeping through the night. I had great energy. I felt mentally the best I had felt. I felt so good. And then month two, I literally dropped 30 pounds and I wasn't trying to lose the weight. I wasn't like I set out like on a weight loss journey. And so I think people, we have to like shift a little bit. That's why a lot of my posts lately, I've been like talking more about 
sleep Mm -hmm. and sleep quality. And my (laughs) messages have been blowing up of people like, okay, I can't sleep, but they start telling me about all these sleep problems. I'm like, okay, well then, you know, I think that my program could be really helpful for you. Cause that's one of the first things people report with my leptin program is like the sleep is better. So, yeah, I think it's just important that we keep on having these conversations around overall health and sleep and stress levels rather than making it just geared around being as skinny as possible and weight loss, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's hard. It is hard. I think that, you know, people should know that it's, it's going to be hard. And for me, it was hard for a very long time because of eating disorder. And because if I have eating disorders and binge eating and all of the things that I have recovered from, I found towards the end of my carnivore journey, my strict carnivore journey, there was a three week period of time where I absolutely felt like I was going backwards mm-hmm. in my free And like, I felt like I couldn't go anywhere and the holidays were coming up. It was like, getting ready. We were like three weeks for Thanksgiving. And I was having anxiety about going to somewhere where I go every year and I've been totally fine. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I was having anxiety about it. I was having fears. I was concerned that I like, we're not even going, I'm from Nepal. We're not even going to Nepal anytime soon. But in my mind, I was, I was like, how am I going to go there? And just like traveling. And now it's just, I feel this feeling of freedom again, from just getting quiet. And I know what's good for me and what's not good for me because of the years of experimentation that I've done. And so I know that like, I don't just go eat a piece of cake. That would be really bad for Mm -hmm. my sanity, but also my liver, my liver enzymes do the same thing with sugar that um, alcohol does very, very strange, but I once ate a box, too many chocolates basically in 2011 and ended up blocking out completely. Wow. I had no sugar. And I went, I don't remember coming home from work. All the ladies had brought their Valentine's candy from their husbands and their boyfriends to work. And I was like, well, I didn't get lunch. I was running the place that day. So I was like, I'll just keep eating this. And then I went home. And at the time I was living with my parents and my mom was like, yeah, you were really weird yesterday. And I pretty much blacked out. I did black out. I woke up the next morning. I didn't remember anything. I went in for immediately. I was like, you guys need to figure like test me right now. Something is wrong. And I had some blood work done. And my doctor who knows that I had been sober at that point, six years going on six years, she was like, did you drink last night? Did you have a pint of vodka last night? Like something crazy. And I was Mm. like, didn't like your liver enzymes are showing us that you drank about a pint of vodka or more. Wow like to blackout. And I was like, no, I, I ate a lot of sugar. She's like, yeah, you should probably stop eating sugar. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Your body just couldn't handle it. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wow. sensitive. And also now like, and then I started feeling like, well, my protein, like is protein doing the same thing to me? Like, that's the one thing that I felt like I could eat, you know? And then I was having these high numbers and it was just like, I was eating like 60, like you're saying, like something like 60, you know, 55 to 60 grams of protein per meal. And yeah. so no, now having the smaller meals, the three smaller meals, it, that doesn't seem to be, I'm not having that kind of a, a spike, but yeah, just feeling more freedom around and look, and sometimes I can't get local something like 
Right. You know? Oh yeah, totally. That's the thing is like, we can't be perfect. And I, I don't think you even have to be perfect, to be honest. Like right. that's what I want people to maybe walk away from the conversation with this idea yeah. of like, you don't have to be perfect to heal. And I think that the biggest thing that I take from your story is that the most healing happened for you when you kind of pulled back a little bit and stopped being a part of this like dogmatic group think, and yeah. we're able to just reflect and that, you know, having some conversations with you offline, you know, just on direct messages on, on Instagram a few weeks ago, that's one of the things that you were expressing to me that I was like, all right, we need to just like have a conversation for my podcast because you were just like, look, I've been, you know, meditating, praying, doing mm-hmm. some of my recovery work around this whole food thing. And I'm just seeing that I need to pull back away from it a little bit and, and not try to hit this like perfect carnivore diet or perfect keto diet and, and do this in a way that, you know, is not interfering with your happiness and becoming this obsession. And I think that's a conversation that we need to continue having in this space, because a lot of people that are attracted to these diets also have these more addictive personalities and tendencies. And so, you know, this is about recovering our health. And if you're in that obsessive compulsive space, that's going to make it that much harder for you to get the results that you want with your health, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this has just been a ridiculously good, helpful conversation. Do you have any closing thoughts or how can people find you if they want? I know you do some coaching. Let's just kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. So uh, people can find me on Instagram, primal.kumari at gmail.com. And then also I have a YouTube channel. And then, you know, everything that you want to find out about me, you're going to find there. You click the link in the bio, find my website, et cetera, et cetera. And then really, I think my main message is, you know, over and over and over is bio-individuality. Mm-hmm. You're all different. Like you and I are perfect examples of, I don't know how many women out there are like us where they're, they know they can eat high fat and gain weight. They can eat protein and gain weight. They can be low carb all they want and gain weight. Yeah. And like sleep matters, all of the, so like nature, you know, also diet, obviously Mm -hmm. like for you. And the other key we didn't really touch much on, um, for me is that mental aspect, like how's my mental health? What are the things, the reason why I was able to figure out like something's not right here towards the end of that carnivore stint is because mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I was not in peace. Mm -hmm. Things are gone for me, which is a mental thing. You know, when my mental health starts to go into these darker places where I'm now not having the peace that I'm used to having in my body, that's a sign for me that I need to take a look at what's going on in my environment, maybe my food and like my thoughts as well, like what's triggering all of these things. And then I was able to, you know, pull back, like you said. Mm-hmm. So really also thinking about what's going on in your mind and taking that sort of holistic approach to looking at all things rather than just the diet. Exactly. And the gurus, like they're not the end all be all. And I'm telling you guys, just because I'm very private, like on my account, nobody knows the rest of my life. Like nobody like nothing. They only see what I choose to show, which is my health journey. Nothing else is like really on my page. Mm -hmm. So 
that's just a really good example of you have no idea whether yeah. I'm watching God knows what without my blue blockers on, which mm-hmm. probably happen ever. (laughs) You don't know that, you know, and I'm more of a, I do share more authentically, but like, I'm also very private. So keeping that in mind and taking some time to really get to know yourself is really what I would have to say. I think that's super important. Well, I'll definitely make sure to include all of your links down below so people can follow you if they want to and get in touch with you, maybe get some coaching even. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. I think it's been really great. Thank you so much, Sarah. This is wonderful. Thank you for everything that you're putting out too. It's just so awesome. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. All of the links for today's guest are going to be down in the show notes. If you want to give her a follow or shout her out on social media, she's just a really, really great, wonderful person. And my quantum nutrition course is on sale 25% off for one more week only. If you're interested in a well-rounded nutritional program that actually addresses your body and how it changes on a seasonal basis, how it changes on a daily basis from sunrise to sunset how your microbiome changes, again, on a 24-hour rhythm as well as a 365-day rhythm. Please check out Quantum Nutrition. Link in the show notes for you for that 25% off special price. And I want to thank the three sponsors of today's episode, Viva Rays, my go-to source for those circadian glasses. Code there is YOGI to save 15% off of those as well as Optimal Carnivore. You can use my code carnivore uppercase Y to save on those organ meat supplements. Really, really great way to fill in nutritional gaps. If you're missing those, B vitamins, folate, so many, so many different processes that run in the body can be helped by these organ meat complexes, as well as upgraded formulas, my go-to source for testing minerals in the body and really getting an accurate picture of what is going on. That hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation, again, my code YOGI12 or YOGI to save there at Upgraded Formulas. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to go over to Spotify or YouTube or to Apple and leave me up to a five-star review. On YouTube, you'll have to leave me a comment. So (laughs) I hope you're having a fantastic day and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.